Eu quero ser um testemunho Remove o erro e crie Miss Newman Smith, and I'm here to give my testimony to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and what He's done in my life. Glory be to God. Anyway, make a long story short, I've been FBI Most Wanted twice and on America's Most Wanted. I got born again in the federal penitentiary in Atlanta, Georgia in the 80s. I got filled with the Spirit as I was uh, in transit. Uh, I was sentenced to do my sentence in Leavenworth, Kansas. And I got filled with the Spirit praying in a federal correctional institution in Talladega, Alabama. The uh, prison cell was my altar. Glory be to God. And... uh, What can I say? That was the beginning of a great experience. And so, I went to the penitentiary four times. Three times under my name, one time under alias name. That was back in the 70s. All they had was fingerprint cards back then. So anyhow, glory to God. I'm glad God changed my life. So, like I said, I've been FBI Most Wanted two times and on America's Most Wanted. Uh, I have a book of my testimony, Victory Walker, From America's Most Wanted to Heaven's Most Wanted. It's on Amazon. Anyway, it gives some more uh, details about my testimony. So I got involved with prison fellowship when I was in the federal pen after I got to Leavenworth. And uh, I went to weekly meetings. And uh, after two years, I kept trying to transfer back to Atlanta uh, but the wardens wouldn't let us transfer. He said the BOP or the Bureau of Prisons, Federal Bureau of Prisons, had sent me there that I was going to serve my sentence there. Well, after about two years, I'd been praying. I, I needed to get back to the USP in Atlanta or into the camp there in Atlanta so that I could get some visits. So I'd been praying, so after about two years, uh, the warden moved to another prison, and we got a new warden, and the first thing the new warden said was anybody that wanted to transfer, they could go see their counselor. So I transferred back to Atlanta, Georgia. It took a little while, a bunk opened up for me. And uh, I went back to uh, Atlanta, and I was in the camp. And uh, 
It wasn't too long after I was there in Atlanta, the chaplain, Chaplain Mabry, which was the chaplain in Leavenworth, he transferred to Atlanta. And I was one of the very few people that he knew from Leavenworth. So he came to me one day and uh, told me he was he was glad somebody he really knew and uh, wanted to serve the Lord was there in the camp. He said, I'll tell you what, Newman. He says, prison fellowship wants two men from this camp to come to Washington, D.C. and to be a member of the 61st Discipleship Seminar. I'd been in prison for many years then. He says, I'm going to put you in to be one of those to go to uh, Reston, Virginia, Washington, D.C. area. I'm going to put you in and uh, see if see if they'll pick you to go. So it wasn't too long, maybe a couple of weeks or whatever. He came to me and he told me I was the one and they had picked one other guy that I knew there in the Atlanta Federal Prison Camp. It was good to be in the camp because previously I'd been behind the walls in the U.S. Penitentiary in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, there was a lot of stuff going on there. So anyhow, I get transferred. I'm back in Atlanta, Georgia from Leavenworth. I'm doing my time. I'd never been on a furlough. Glory to God. And I got a furlough. I got picked to go to Washington, D.C. and meet Chuck Colson and Billy Graham. And I attended a prayer breakfast at the Hilton Hotel. But during those two weeks, they uh, they gave us a, rented us a cabin in the Adirondack Mountains next to the Potomac River. This is real interesting how God orchestrated all this. I'd been in prison for several years at that time. Next thing I know, I'm in Washington, D.C. And I'm going around to, uh, they had us going around to schools. And uh, we'd done a, uh, we was on stage and we played a little game instead of, uh, what's my line? I don't know if some of you guys might remember that old program. We done uh, we done a thing called "What's My Crime?" <laughs> Glory to God! But it was fun, and all the school kids was trying to guess who was the bank robber, who was the marijuana smuggler, and and different who was the fraudster, or who was this, or who was that. Now, when I got to uh, when I got to Reston, Virginia, I found out. They were four other men, two from two other different camps that was there. And right now, today, I'm still friends with one of them. His name is Manny Mills, and he runs Cornea House in uh, suburban Chicago. 
and we're still friends even to this day, and it's just amazing. But this was a, a very unique circumstance, and he, they had the best teachers come out and teach us what was happening in this 61st Discipleship Seminar programs, what they call it, what was happening, they were giving us a crash course how to be inmate pastors, how to go back and lead men to the Lord. So I got to meet Chuck Colson and hang out with him. I tell you, that was absolutely awesome. Man, that man was so full of love. I know he's dancing the streets of gold right now, and so is Billy Graham. So I got to meet Billy Graham at the Hilton Hotel at a uh, prayer breakfast. They had they had uh, some of the, I just assumed since Chuck Colson was uh, one of the Watergate men, uh, they had a room full of multimillionaires, and uh, some of us gave our testimony, and I was sitting at the table with some of the who's who, uh, Rose Tortino, Tortino's Pizza, and, and the guy that started Service Masters. That's just for a few. Everybody that was at that meeting, I heard they gave a million dollars to a prison fellowship ministry. And this was, this was in uh, 1986, circa 86, 87, and uh, so that's what God done for me. Here I am, a man in the federal pen, serving time, serving the Lord, and uh, involved with prison fellowship ministries. I was involved in other ministries that came in. Hey, every time they said church call, if it was uh, if it was spirit filled, and I done checked it out, that was me. It was time to go to church. I was learning. Glory to God. God was blessing me. What, what a blessing it was to go up to uh, Reston, Virginia, and we had those cabins, and they would come out and pick us up every morning and bring us into the Prison Fellowship headquarters in Reston, Virginia. I think they moved down, but at that time it was in Reston, Virginia. And like I said, we had the best teachers I'm talking about they taught us all day long. And then later on, like on when the weekend came, we had special, uh, they had people there in the Washington, D.C. area that volunteered to take us in for the weekend. And uh, I can't remember the name of the family, but they, they were fine Christian people. So I got to hang out with them on uh, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, <clears throat> I wanted to go see a lot of sites, and they took me to the sites, and we would worship the Lord together. And I went to church with them on Sunday. And, uh, wow, we wrote several letters, several letters back and forth. I wish I, I'd stayed in touch with these people. But anyhow, I've always been in touch with Prison Fellowship. And uh, 
you know, Chuck passed on. He went on to heaven. But uh, he, he began touching my life through one of his, through the uh, Elva and Jean Black that was running the uh, prison fellowship program in Leavenworth, Kansas. This was at the federal pen and the federal prison camp. So glory to God. So I'm in Washington, D.C. I'm, I'm sitting in this, uh, I'm sitting in this uh, prayer breakfast. Uh, there's pictures in my book. I'm sitting in the prayer breakfast, but before we went into the prayer breakfast, Billy Graham prayed over all six of us, and Chuck Colson did. Wow, it was an exciting time. There I was with a two-week furlough, still getting credit for my time on furlough. Glory to God. Only God can do these kind of things. I knew God had his hand on my life. So anyhow, after the two weeks, we graduated. Took a bunch of pictures with Chuck, and he, he presented us with uh, certificates. We was the 61st Discipleship Seminar. I think it's called the program. But anyway, so we come back. That was a sad day to have to come back to prison, but glory to God, I knew I was going to finish my time, and I'd get out. At least I had a parole day. And one of the things, God was really working with me. Wow, it was just amazing. <clears throat> when I was growing up, I, uh, I flunked three grades, but... Uh, in the small towns, small counties, uh, my mother and dad, everybody knew the principal and everything, and he happened to be from the same town that I was in, and they would always put me up after the half year, and I end up graduating exactly when I was supposed to graduate in 71. But the reason I'm saying this is I made such bad grades that... Uh, you know, like I said, I, I flunked three grades and I had to be put up in a half a year. But listen to this. When I was in the federal pen, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. When I got transferred back to, to the Atlanta federal prison camp, glory to God, I found out Mercer University from Atlanta, they were coming to the campus. So I signed up for Mercy University, and uh, while I was in prison, I took most of the core curriculum. I was either on the dean's honor roll or the academic dean's academic honor roll or the, uh, what was the other one, brother? The dean's list. I was on the dean's list or the academic honor roll every quarter for two years. How about that? I then got filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit made me smarter in everything that I'd done. Glory to God. Wow, I couldn't believe it, man. And uh, 
you know, of course, I was in there with a bunch of criminals. I was one myself, but I was saved. Glory to God. God didn't have any record of my crimes in heaven. I'd been forgiven. The blood of Jesus had washed me clean. I'd been filled with the Holy Spirit. I was endued with power from on high. Glory to God. I want to share that testimony with you. So I got sentenced to uh, to Leavenworth. I'm in transit on the way to Leavenworth. We left Atlanta. I was in AWB Sale House, United States Penitentiary behind the walls on McDonough Boulevard in Atlanta, Georgia. And I got on the bus, and uh, the way they do it, the way the Federals do it is... They call it being in holdover status. They move you from federal prison to federal prison until they get you to the destination. Well, they moved me from Atlanta to Talladega, Alabama. And uh, I'd already got born again and was seeking the Lord. And while going to church, studying the Word, even had a prison guard named Shotgun Smith that would leave me out. I was the, uh, what they call, the runaround. I got to clean up at night. Everybody else was on lockdown by 9 o'clock. I got to stay out. He let me make phone calls. And he was a deacon from a church, and we would talk about the Lord all the time. So now I get transferred. I'm on the way to Leavenworth. I didn't know where the first stop was, but I knew it was going to be one. So we stopped in Talladega, Alabama. I got off the bus. I was one of the first ones off the bus. And when we all went at following each other, we was all in chains. And we was receiving orders from the uh, prison guards. And they took us to a sale house. And I was one of the first men in the line. And when we walked in the uh, sale house, the prison guard said, Who wants to be my runaround? Boy, I, I'd already been the runaround in the federal pen. I said, Hey, that'll be me. Because I knew I was going to get to stay out a lot. Everybody else was totally locked down. All of us is in transit to different federal pens throughout the United States. So anyhow, I met this uh, this man. I, I got to feed everybody. Had to feed them through a, a little chute. And uh, this one man, he asked me. He says, "I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to ALVC." I said, "Wow, man, you're going to Leavenworth with me?" <laughs> he started crying. He said, "I can't believe they sending me to Leavenworth." So anyway, so. The next day, they moved us to another sale house, and the guard said, pick whoever you want as your sale mate. So I picked this guy's name, Ted Sansbury. He was from North Carolina. God rest his soul. He's, he's gone on to be with the Lord now. So we get in our prison sale, and one day he turns to me, and he says, The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said he was going to fill you with the Spirit. 
I looked at him like, hey, he must be crazy. He's hearing from God. I ain't never heard nobody talk about that they heard from God. So he says, I'm going to teach you the word a little bit. Turned out he was spirit-filled. He had already repented. He was a marijuana smuggler like me. That's the reason I was in the federal pen. My first federal indictment was for 3,000 pounds and 99 AR-15. And I had another federal indictment in uh, Southern District of Texas for multi-tons. And there were some other things involved. I don't really want to say that. But uh, anyway, glory to God. So this man tells me, hey, Newman, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said he wants to fill you with the Spirit. You know, I said, well, I'm already born again. I'm a, I'm a member of a certain denomination, but I ain't never heard anything like that. I ain't never heard a man saying God spoke to him and said he was going to fill me with the Spirit. That's some strange sounds to me at that time. Glory to God. He taught me the word. And then, and then, he said, let's pray. And we prayed, simple prayer, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit and give me my heavenly language so that I can uh, pray to you because the word of God says, he that speaks an unknown tongue speaks not unto men but unto God. I be it in the spirit, in his born again human spirit, he is speaking mysteries. They're not mysteries to God, they're mysteries to you. How be it he's not speaking to men, but he's speaking to God. I am praying to God, and would you know, I looked at that man, I prayed the prayer, I didn't hear nothing. He says, don't you hear something coming up? Don't you hear some words, not English, coming up in your spirit? I told him, I said, man, I don't hear nothing. I'm a certain denomination. I ain't never heard nothing like this. He said, well, the Holy Spirit said he's going to feed you. He said, let's pray again. So I prayed again, and in my natural mind, I was getting ready to tell him to say, say the same thing. Hey, man, I'm from this certain denomination. I don't know nothing about this. And when I went to tell him that, I opened my mouth, and the Spirit of God fell on me. Glory to God. Wow. I'd never felt nothing like that before in my life, and I began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Ghost gave me the utterance. And I'm talking about I received the whole language all at once. And later on, the Holy Spirit showed me. He says, I fell on you like I fell on the Gentiles in Cornelius' house. That's just the way you got it. Just like the book of Acts says, Cornelius got it. They heard the word and he fell on them. Glory to God. Wow. It was absolutely wonderful. 
And it kind of scared me a little bit because I ain't never felt no power like that move on me, and I ain't never heard no language flowing out of me like that. But at that time, I didn't totally realize that was coming out of my spirit, man, out of my born-again human spirit. It was coming out of the mind of Christ. Glory be to God, when you get born again, you have the mind of Christ, but you don't have all the mind of Christ right there. you got to be taught. Glory to God. But the Holy Spirit that fills you and lives in your belly, He knows the whole plan of God for your life. I did not know at that particular time that God was raising me up to be a prison missionary. And that's the way it is now. I have a... I have a prison badge. I can go in any prison in Georgia. long as they say I can come in right now, I can't get in some of them because uh, some of the COVID restrictions. But I tell you, I got to do with power from on high. And my whole life changed from that point on. Leavenworth, two years, back to the U.S., back to the camp. In Atlanta, I was behind the wall to begin with, but when I got transferred, they put me in the camp. Glory to God. They just had a fence around it. You could have left any time you wanted, but you'd have just got another extra five years when they caught you. I was planning on getting out. I, I was full of the spirit of the living God. God was using me to minister to men. And I'd like, I'd like to go ahead and say this, that when I got out in night, late, early 89, when I got out, I didn't really know. There's plenty of places you can go these days to get people to, to uh, follow up on your Christian walk. Back then, I didn't know anybody. And uh, what does a man do that smuggle marijuana for 30 years minus, minus about 10 years in prison, huh? What does he do? I done done, at that time, I done done seven years fed time. Okay, what does a man do? I went back and started hanging out with some of my old friends. Next thing I know, I'm in a backslidden condition. So I started doing the same thing I used to. I started smuggling marijuana. I was backslidden. Glory to God. In the, the part two, I'm planning on going into detail about some of the things God taught me. So God had his hand on me. And uh, I just run from him for basically about two years back in that lifestyle and uh, hanging out with the wrong people. That's one thing men and women need to understand. If you had a lifestyle of any kind of drugs, whatever you was doing, 
I consumed them, plus I was a marijuana smuggler. And I smuggled by the truckload. Glory to God. You can't put 3,000 pounds in a car. <laughs> so anyway, so God was, uh, God was working with me. He was after me. I like what the back of my book says here. It says, Miraculous deliverance of a man from the FBI's most wanted list to heaven's most wanted. The exciting life story of one man's casual entrance into a life of crime on an international scene to God reaching down to save him in prison and use him to minister to others through the power of the Holy Spirit. Newman Smith's story is highly motivational and encouraging to those who need God or a deeper walk with him. Astonishing miracles, even during his criminal time, finally showed Newman that God was after him. Is God after you? Have you been in a backslidden condition? You have addictions to whatever it is. Jesus is deliverer in the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're backslidden, God wants you back. He wants you back. Glory to God. Like the prodigal son came back. I was the prodigal. I came back and my Heavenly Father welcomed me with open arms. Glory to God. That was just some of the beginning. In part two, I will go into how God taught me how to speak my parole into existence. You don't want to miss part two. Glory to God. He taught me how to use Mark 11, 23 and 24. I'll be going into details about the power of the living Word of God because it will come as sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing and dividing asunder soul and spirit. Estrela alva brilha em mim Brilha a luz que ilumina o meu viver Que luz